Hello, thanks for listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. This is Adam Rosen, your host. I'm a fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement. In these episodes, I'm going to share with you a lot of my tips and tricks and review classic articles and current implant designs. Thanks for tuning in and on with the show. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. So in today's episode, I actually want to talk about marine or ocean injuries. And you may think, hey, this doesn't really have anything to do with uh, total knees. But uh, here where I'm located in Southern California, I actually remember when I came to do my fellowship and one of the first weeks I was on call, I got a phone call from the ER and they said, hey, you know, we got a patient here with a stingray injury. I thought, What? Nothing I ever learned about in Philadelphia. So for some of you, this may actually not come into your practice. You know, you may be in some part of the country where you're nowhere near the ocean, um, but you may travel to the ocean um, and you may run into things such as stingray injuries um, or jellyfish, coral injuries, fish injuries. Um, So it's something good to know about. Um, One of the things that I've always looked into, and I just haven't gotten around to going to one of the CME courses, but uh, Wilderness Medicine offers some awesome uh, courses if you're into the outdoors. I mean, if you enjoy hiking, rock climbing, mountain climbing, skiing, snowboarding, you know, you're in those types of environments. Um, It's one, typically done in a place where there's outdoor events available. So while you're there, you can still take in things that are enjoyable in the outdoors if you enjoy those kinds of activities. Um, but also at the same time, you're learning about all of these types of injuries. So I think, you know, first and foremost, I'll just kind of jump into the stingray stuff since I was talking about it um, already. Um, and I actually did go back, did a little uh, research on just an, an old study. Um, and what I found when we talk about animal injuries, um, insect bites, scorpions, stingrays, other types of, you know, injuries that may hit the ER um, this was a study looking back at a compilation of injuries throughout the U.S., and they found annual estimates, and this is in the decade from 2001 to 2010, um, marine injuries only accounted for 0.4% of those injuries. Um, and of that, you know, fish, 0.1%, jellyfish, 0.1%, stingrays, 0.2%. So they found about 2,000. And where I am, it is very common in the summer to see lots of stingray injuries. You go to the beach, if you ever visit San Diego, especially with the, uh, um, the academy coming through here, if you're ever here in the summer, it's not uncommon on warm days in the morning when the stingrays are out that you'll see three or four people sitting by the lifeguard stands with their foot in a bucket, and we'll go into why. Um, so stingrays, um, they typically go after people. You know, these are very docile animals, but in the warmer summer months, in the low kind of water areas closest to the beach, where the water's nice and warm, um, is where they like to hang out. So first thing in the morning when you're heading out, that's where they're just kind of sitting And unfortunately, then people walk through the water and step on them or almost step on them. So in defense, they sting you. Um, So we talk about something called the stingray shuffle. So if you're out there yourself or you're out there with your kids and you're walking through these warmer waters where people say, hey, be careful, there's stingrays, is you just don't pick your feet up really off of the sand and you shuffle along. Usually that distortion of the sand is enough to scare them off and get them out of the way, Um, but occasionally you will get stung. Um, And I remember the first time I got stung, it was just after we had moved out here and I was out surfing 
and stepped one last step before I hopped on my board and went ping, told my friend, hey, I think I got bit by a crab. Being from the East Coast, that's what I associated it with. And he goes, yeah, we don't have crabs here. It was probably a stingray. One of the, if not the most painful thing that I ever had to deal with because it starts to burn. The venom gets in there. So the trick is getting out of the water and getting your foot into water as hot as you can tolerate without it burning you, typically for about an hour or longer, basically trying to denature the venom. So that's usually the first thing is, you know, getting your foot in hot water. So the lifeguards typically have it. Um, but get your foot in hot water, and that gets rid of the pain almost immediately. If somebody goes to the ER, though, you may get called, and the question is, you know, what do you do next? So if you do and are concerned about the stingray leaving the barb, you get an x-ray, and typically you can actually see the barb um, on the x-ray. That would be the one surgical indication where you'd say, we have to go in and remove this foreign body. It is rare. Um, um, but, uh, but it can happen, so it's something to consider is getting an x-ray just to see if the barb is left in there. And typically, you know, it's just a small little, you know, pinhole and doesn't need a whole lot of aggressive antibiotic treatment or debridement. You just want to denature the protein, keep the area clean, keep the area dry, look for signs of infection. Um, but typically, these tend to resolve quite well. So next thing, though, jellyfish. So um, jellyfish can cause a lot of pain. And the problem is that sometimes the tentacles are extremely large. So you may not even see the actual jelly, but still get entangled in its tentacles. So locally, you know, around America, most of those are not really the deadly kind. Um, So if somebody does get stung, um, it's these little bursts of these little vesicles in the tentacles that start to cause this pain and burning and irritation. So the first thing you typically want to do is wash it, you know, thoroughly and get rid of any remaining tentacles if you can see them. So, you know, if you're in the ER and someone calls you or you're just, you know, on vacation, you know, pair of pickups, tweezers, and just kind of gently trying to pluck these things off so you're not bursting those little vesicles that are causing a release of this toxin. And then typically just wash it um, with water. You can even use salt water for most of them if you don't have access to it or just cold, fresh water. And then soaking it, depending on comfort, warm or cold, typically, you know, warm to relax it. Now, vinegar, you know, people talk about peeing on it. You got a jellyfish thing, pee on it. You don't necessarily have to pee on it, but um, tropical jellies, you know, that's where vinegar um, can be very, very helpful to help denature some of those proteins. However, if it's a Portuguese man of war, um, vinegar can actually make it worse. The deadly, deadly, you know, not necessarily deadly, but the dangerous ones are the box jellies. So these are more um, Indonesia and the South Pacific, things like that. And vinegar, again, can be utilized. So Portuguese man of war, don't use vinegar, actually makes it worse. But, you know, vinegar for tropical and be, you know, concerned about the box jellies. And again, typically um, just topical type treatments. Um, I've never experienced the box jelly, so I don't really know a whole lot about them. So I'm not sure um, if a lot more is involved. So if you're going to be traveling to that part of the world, something definitely to look into. You know, but we more typically get you know these not terribly aggressive and not terribly uh, painful and problematic uh, jellyfishes. Now, um, the other thing, um, fish, coral, you know, again, can be quite sharp, can be quite abrasive. Um, so local care. But the big thing then becomes infections. You know, you know we talk about aeromonas and Vibrio. Um, we see also a lot of injuries from surfboard fins. Um, just had one recently, a guy, you know, really ripped up a good almost 14 centimeter gash in his leg uh, from the actual surfboard fin. And it's not necessarily that cut that you're worried about, but it's all the nasty stuff 
that live in the ocean. You know, so so typically, you know, doxycycline, ceftazidime, you know, or adifluoroquinolone. Um, so you want to make sure that you're getting good coverage. You know, making sure that their tetanus is up to date, um, but definitely aggressive. It's one of these injuries that you know in the water. At first glance, it may not necessarily look terribly infected, like someone that went off a motorbike and, you know, put their foot into the dirt and there's this gross contamination that you go, oh, that's dirty. So they come in and because it was in the ocean, it was wet, it doesn't necessarily look bad and look contaminated aside from the gash, but there's nasty stuff that live in the water. So you want to make sure that you get a good thorough debridement um, and make sure that these patients go on antibiotics and watch them carefully. You know, so these are people that sometimes the wound doesn't look that bad. Doesn't They don't put them on antibiotics. They put them on not a broad spectrum course of different types of antibiotics and something nasty festers in there for two or three weeks. And then all of a sudden, now you get this nasty festering wound and abscess two or three weeks out from the injury that then has to go back into the operating room. So you be very, very suspicious of these marine injuries, you know, coral, other cuts, scrapes, surfboard injuries and make sure that they're on the appropriate antibiotics. Again, jellyfish, don't pee on them, um, but gently remove the tentacles if they're attached to the body or the leg or the arm. Um, actually, in some of the areas where they're really bad, if you're in a wetsuit, you know, to stop them from stinging your face, what a lot of people actually do is use pantyhose. You can actually put pantyhose over your head, cut little holes, you know, just for your eyes and stuff. And the pantyhose typically is enough just to prevent those little tentacles from stinging your face, which can kind of be nasty. But um, box jellies, um, tropical jellies, vinegar helps denature it. Portuguese man of war does not, makes it worse, so be careful there. So always be aware of where you're going and what you may encounter. Um, and then stingrays. So if you or your kids, you're out in the water, stingrays are out and about, stingray shuffle. Um, if you do get stung, hot water, as hot as you can tolerate it without burning you for about an hour to denature the protein, get an x-ray to look for a barb, um, and then just local care. And again, these injuries are rare, but if you're in the environment, you want to be aware of it. Um, and this way, it's just a little reminder, things that you know in medical school may have been glossed over, but now you may be in an area where this is something that can pop into the ER. So you want to have a little basis understanding, but you know, go back and be up to date and make sure that you have appropriate care for the injury that you're treating and the location that you're in. And most specifically, make sure that you have the appropriate broad-spectrum antibiotics for these nasty marine injuries um, that can develop into some nasty infections due to the bacteria that live in that environment. So thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast, even though we talked about marine injuries. Stay safe. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed so you'll be notified of future episodes. And please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. Until next time, stay safe.